0: Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just 897 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.
1: How's it going guys? Billy Pinkney here, and welcome back to Billy the Bat Boys Corner, presented by Up On Game. And today we have a great guest. It's Tom Hackamer, New York Mets Prospect. He's a sidearm pitcher in their organization, played as high as AAA, but is currently going through the process of recovering from Tommy John surgery. Another guy who has battled and has faced a lot of adversity when it comes to this injury that has plagued so many great ball players out there. So we're gonna get a little inside look of what that process is looking like for him and also some other things as well. What else from the baseball world that he's experienced and also some music, some music as well, some things that he's taken up outside of the game of baseball. All right, guys, we're here alongside New York Mets prospect, Tom Hackmer. Tom, appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, you went to St. John's University and then drafted twice out of there, first by the Mets and then by the Twins. But then you ended back up with the Mets as a free agent. So it must have been pretty special for you to be drafted by the team originally and then head back officially with that organization.
2: Yeah, it was uh, it was a very interesting uh, full circle kind of feeling. Uh, Cause things sort of fell apart when I got drafted by them initially. And, uh, well, a lot of the a lot of the people involved with that were no longer there by the time I came back and ended up actually signing with them, uh, in the middle of not this past summer, the year
1: before. Did you notice any type of difference in culture when Steve Cohen bought the team instilled in the minor league side of things? I mean, we saw a lot of it with the major league club, but anything different now in the minor leagues?
2: Uh, so I came over, I think after that had already been done, uh, but the interesting, we were really big on uh, data collection. They've collected a ton of data and I've heard that that's actually uh, very similar to how uh, 0.72 is run. So they have just these massive amounts of data. How efficiently we use it, I don't, I can't say on the minor league side. For the major league side, they seem to be pretty good with it, but uh, I'm not sure that's trickled all the way down, but it's it's moving in the right direction.
1: Well, I got to mention your interesting delivery, uh, sidearm delivery, drop down low. When did that all begin? Was that something you had throughout most of your career or did you decide later on that that's a slot where I should really focus on?
2: So it, uh, it wasn't a thing at all. And then it was the only thing. In high school, I was only a shortstop. I did not pitch a single inning in high school. And then I went to college and I was only a sidearm reliever.
1: That's interesting. Do you think younger kids out there, younger players who maybe are throwing a a flat fastball, not much break on their breaking balls, should experiment with their slots and see what works for them?
2: It's one of those things where, like, if you're forcing it, it's gonna be like uncomfortable, and I could see that being issue. But like, I've kind of always thrown from a lot. Like, as a shortstop, you throw from a lot of different slots, and that was part of what led to uh, Ed Blankmeyer, who was coaching at who's the head coach at St. John's coming to me basically through my hitting coach and saying like, Hey, uh, if you wanted to walk on as a pitcher here, like you could probably do that. We'd probably have you throw from a lower slot. Cause you know, you throw from all of, uh it looks good when you like drop down side on double plays or on slow rolling ground balls. So it's one of those things that like I was comfortable with it. It worked out well. Uh, my advice to people always, when it comes to pitching is like, you're going to have to play with stuff. And find out for yourself what works for you. Like I can't tell you what's going to work for you. Uh, you got to play with it and see see for yourself.
1: What is the the Rapsoda data looking like? Uh, you got a lot of horizontal movement and vertical movement considering that slot. Pretty much strictly
2: horizontal movement. My fastball is usually like twenty ish inches horizontal, arm side, and just on the zero line vertical. Okay. okay. Right, so, right. I'm right. just spinning. I'm just spinning it straight at three o'clock. Just straight sideways.
1: Well, you got a ball right there. Could you take us through a few of your grips there?
2: I do. So I've been. I go back and forth. Like a lot of the time, I throw a four seam just because it's really uh, consistent and it's gonna move. It's gonna run a ton no matter what I do. Uh, I've been. I'm thinking I'm gonna bring this the the two C back a little bit as I'm back off of uh, surgery here, and then I throw like you know the big sweeping slider which I spike. Uh, and just try to this front part of the horseshoe. And then change up is a weird one. I think that's one of the pitches that has to be really, really unique to you. So mine, my index finger is almost off of it. I'm really holding the ball with my thumb, uh, ring finger, and pinky finger. And I'm trying to like turn the ball over so it comes out this side of my hand. So it like tumbles and it actually gets uh, a good bit of like you depth like negative vertical break like a a left-handed slurve basically
1: yeah well you just mentioned you're coming back from surgery rehabbing from tommy john what has that process been like has it been difficult mentally and physically as well
2: uh it's obviously like a really difficult thing mentally to like know you're out of the game for a year at a minimum um and that you don't know who you're going to be on the other side, like, there's uh, a lot of because there's so much time in the recovery, like, that's so much for like set for things to come up. Uh, but so far, I the part of it that I thought was gonna be the hardest for me, which was the first sense of not being able to throw. And now, now that I'm throwing, it, it's a little more like, okay, like back to normal, I'm, I'm doing the thing that is my job, it feels good, like, the concerns go away a little
3: bit more but so far so far it's been as good as i could have hoped this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively therapy is safe it's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down
1: When you first realized that this is something that you might need, was that in spring training?
2: So, my elbow started to hurt a little bit in spring training, uh, and it just got progressively worse every outing. But, like, my stuff didn't get significantly worse, like, my velo didn't drop off. It's just sometimes it would hurt worse than others. And I was like, when I finally uh, went in for the MRI, I was like, okay, maybe I have like a bone chip or something that's like shifting around. And that's why, you know, sometimes it hurts and sometimes it's fine. And, uh, then the doctor was just like, yeah, your uh, UCL is pretty much torn entirely off the bone. Like it's torn almost completely off your humerus.
1: You just felt the pain right here where typically that mark is.
2: For me, it was like, uh, just like right in the elbow, Uh, It felt like it was my forearm because it was taking all of the strain, stabilizing my elbow because the ligament wasn't doing it anymore. And like a little bit up in my tricep because this is where it came off up here. Uh, So like my forearm actually felt kind of okay. like the elbow itself, like where you might traditionally think that you uh, like where the pain might present traditionally, uh, which is, again, why I thought that that wasn't the issue until i was like literally in the mri tube and i was just like oh it might just be torn okay yeah
1: unreal do you expect any changes in your mechanics or your pitch repertoire after this coming back
2: so i don't know exactly i'm trying to uh overhaul some stuff that i do with my lower half that i i wasn't a huge fan of but didn't ever have the time to like properly fix because i was just concerned about competing uh, so i didn't want to make these big sweeping changes and now i have you know so much time to that i can focus on that so some stuff might change there my arm slot might shift a little i'm not sure yet i'm kind of just throwing where it feels comfortable right now and for me that's still very like that's still it's still a very low slot compared to anyone else throwing basically but i think that it'll i'll end up coming back from a slightly higher slot and hopefully with better mechanics so
1: Also, I do want to touch on a couple other things with some hitters you've faced. I mean, you played in double-A, triple-A, faced a lot of great hitters. Who were some of the really tough outs that you had to face?
2: Uh, That's the thing. I kind of try not to think about it too much. One person I hate facing is uh, actually currently in triple-A for the Met, Dan Polka. I've seen Polka since my freshman year of college. I saw him at Georgia tech hitting baseballs onto the, you know, the porches of the frat houses behind right field. And at some point in pro ball, he also learned how to do that, but also like stay back on changeups and off speed and just slap it the other way. And he is one of the most interesting, like and frightening hitters that I've had to face. Uh, But otherwise, I feel like I don't pay attention that much. When I was in the, uh, I played in the Arizona Fall League after the 2017 season. And I knew that one of the teams we had had uh, Ronald Acuna on it. And I was like, oh, I didn't face him. I went back and uh, watched the footage from the game. He was like the third hitter I'd faced. I just didn't realize who I didn't. I was not paying attention to who he is.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes I guess that's better if you just block that out and just just dial in and focus on what your catcher's calling.
2: Yeah, that's the goal. That was uh, in spring training, partially to to get past the elbow pain and partially uh, just as like trying it out as an approach. I was just looking at the sign the catcher put down and whatever it was, that's what I was throwing and not thinking about anything else. So
1: yeah.
2: it's uh, it's got its merit.
1: Sure, sure. For for the young kids out there, a lot of what we do is try to help out the younger players. What are ways to help avoid injury? Are there any things that you've learned along the way that you'd say to your your younger self or the young kids out there on how to maybe do things a little bit differently to avoid injury? Uh,
2: I would say that one probably take some time off, uh, especially when you're younger. Uh, like you know, play another sport. Like take some time off, go do other things. That is definitely really important. Uh, I think also uh, the the phrase that I've always seen there's it's like from a you know a sign in a workshop or something. It says uh, if you do not schedule time for maintenance, the equipment will schedule it for you. Like if you don't take care of your body, your body will force you to take care of it uh, because something will go wrong.
1: Before we wrap up, I do want to mention something. You're a pretty big music guy, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm a pretty, I'm consider myself a musician. By
1: play, play the guitar.
2: Yeah, I play guitar, uh, a little bass, some other stuff. Uh, I played a bunch of brass instruments growing up, like in my school band.
1: Right, right, right. Okay, who are some of your favorite artists?
2: I'm a huge Beatles fan. I'm a big Bob Dylan fan. Uh, like obviously i i'm a huge fan of a lot of the music that i grew up like lift the car with my dad like to baseball tournaments it was very much like that classic rock you ever bring
1: your guitar to the clubhouse
2: uh no i'm afraid someone will go uh like Julushi mode in animals and just destroy it
1: <laughs> oh man i mean there are some guys with hidden talents that you don't know some some have uh, a musical background some like to play the guitar or other instruments and no one really knows about it.
2: Yeah, yeah it's always interesting. It's like uh, Stephen Brault, uh, the Cubs' release, who's on the Pirates for many years. He has an album that it's out. It's pretty good. Uh, a guy within two organizations we having with, uh, with the Mets, John Curse, is like a really incredible guitar and songwriter.
1: That's awesome. We've got to have all the guys come together and create some type of band. <laughs> Awesome stuff. Well, Tom, I appreciate you hopping on and best of luck through the rest of the surgery process of recovery and and uh, hopefully we'll see you out there soon.
2: Thank you very much. I hope so.
1: We appreciate you tuning into this episode of Billy the Bat Boys Corner presented by Up On Game. Tom is doing the best he possibly can to recover from Tommy John surgery and he'll be back next May. And that's when he's supposed to be able to pitch in live action and games and and return to affiliated baseball with the Mets. So uh, somebody who's obviously doing a lot in the game to to do what he can to spread the word of of the surgery and, and how he's been able to recover and and keep a positive mindset throughout this whole process. So if you'd like to learn more about what we're doing here with Billy the Batboy's corner and up on game, be sure to follow on social media at Billy the Batboy, at Upon Game Network. We're supporting the Father English Center in Patterson, New Jersey. And don't forget, rate, review, subscribe, and we'll see
3: you next time here on the show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them